This week on Down for the Count, we have a full action-packed episode. It is our season opener, and we are here to give you all the shit, honey. We're going to give you the funny. We're going to give you the real. And we're going to break it down with all of our very strong opinionated opinions, honey. Okay, so this week on Down for the Count, we're going to cover last week's episodes of Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and AEW, as well as some other indie-style promotions like MLW, NWA Power, and we're going to comment on Ring of Honor and NWA Power's little powwow that they had. We're also going to cover the Tessa Blanchard incident and of course we had a question from our very special guest AT2 Real who wanted to know if it's alright for wrestlers to wrestle in multiple promotions. We're going to give you all the answers you need as well as our color commentary this week on Down for the Count. Welcome everybody back to the Down for the Count podcast. I am your girl Tiffany, and I all as always I have my co-hosts Alexis and Nicole, and we have our very first special guest, Mister Real, Mister Dre. Cue um clip arts clapping noise. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's here. I'm so happy to be a part of the show today. Thank you guys for inviting me. No problemo. So, we got a pretty packed episode today, y'all. So, we're going to talk about, you know, Raw, SmackDown, AEW, NXT, the whole nine, the nitty gritty. We're going to talk about. <laughs> why I don't know why this is so funny, but it is. <laughs> we're gonna talk about um we're gonna talk about those decade lists that came out by Sports Illustrated and WWE. <laughs> and we're also gonna give you guys some wrestling one on one because we have some new listeners who just want to understand the game, and we're going to do our best to give you guys all the info you need. So, first things first, we have to talk about the last week of wrestling. So, I'll go first, because Monday Night Raw was first. I love Monday Night Raw. I can't say that for my counterparts, but I love love Monday Night Raw. I thought it was interesting. Was it as great as... Last week's episode? No. No, not necessarily. But for the most part, Monday Night Raw was decent. It stayed on the same vein. It didn't necessarily do too much. It was like that happy medium. They had a lot of squash matches that I didn't really care for. Just a bit, yeah. You know, I don't understand that. I'm not understanding. Oh, God. I'm not not understanding the whole let's show how good these wrestlers are type of thing they're doing. Most of these guys that they're doing this this grind and build type of um, rivalry with, or I guess you could say showing with, are guys we already know what they're capable of. So I don't understand that. Um, the only thing that was worthy of being talked about was two points for me. One was, of course, they continued the Lana, Lashley, and Rusev storyline. And it wasn't really their interaction with each other. It was more so Bobby Lashley finally being a man and telling Lana to shut the fuck up. 
So barely. <laughs> I, was, I was happy for that because that. <laughs> I mean, you know, he still sounded like a 12-year-old when he did it, but he did it, and that's all that matters, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So, that was cool. And then um, we, of course, got to see the return of the big show with KO and um, Samoa Joe going up against AOP and Seth Rollins. So that was a pretty cool um, addition to the game. Other than that, he's the first wrestler to wrestle in four decades, too. All four decades. Yeah. Other than that, there wasn't really much to Monday Night Raw in that regard. You saw Becky have, like, a five-minute interaction with um, Asuka, which... It's kind of messed up. Like it, it um, the women had matches, of course, but I mean they didn't really do anything with Sarah and Charlotte. Sarah and Charlotte had a match. That match didn't happen. They just fought, which was cool. I didn't it was, they fought. I didn't have a problem with it. I was like, finally, Sarah getting some balls, and a lot of people didn't like it, but I didn't have a problem with it. Um. Other than that, that was pretty much it that happened with Monday Night Raw. There wasn't really much to Monday Night Raw, but it did maintain the stories and kept things going, so I'm happy about that. All right, Nicole, what happened with NXT? Girl, everybody was... championship decided they need decided they needed to hop on a plane before takeover to get in Rhea's face in Florida. I almost said Tampa. Tampa is not where NXT is at. That is where WrestleMania is. I'm already (laughs) this is already going downhill for me. We just started. But um, Bianca proceeded to be amazing and then surprise it turned into a six woman tag match but it was actually good though so it didn't really bother me too much but it's just kind of I liked how it kind of planted seeds for who out who might an actual NXT might be gunning for uh, Rhea's title soon I'm starting to lean a little bit more towards Candice by the way that she held and stared at the belt for a little while because you know that's always like the telling and mm-hmm. also, I think they could do a lot with that because in it case. But if you want to go kayfabe storyline, Candace has been the only person Rhea has trusted as a friend or as an ally, period, since she's gotten to NXT. So I think they can do some really cool storyline with that. Um, Austin Theory made his second TV debut. It's not a TV debut. Her debuted. Jesus, I need to get it together. And caught um, with Joaquin Wilde. Um, if people aren't familiar with him, he was in the NXT breakout tournament. I believe he was eliminated the first round. So I was oh. shocked to see him on TV because I hadn't seen him on TV in so long. Um, but the main thing was the main event of the main event of the night was Dijakovic, um, Keith Lee, Cameron Grimes, and Damian Priest to decide the number one contender for the North American Championship, and Keith Lee won. Yes! Thank goodness. Yay! 
So, so in two weeks, um, he'll get uh, two weeks. We will be able to um, contend for that title. And honestly, I think they're going to give it to him because he's he's been too hot. And I think undisputed era have held the championships enough for them to really mean something for not only just the champion, the belts themselves, but also them as a faction. So I Mm. think that they're okay to start dropping it. I was not a fan of them. The fun, even though I love undisputed era, funnily enough, I was not a fan of them all holding four belts at the Mm. same time. Mm. But once I saw what they were doing with it and how they built up so much prestige within the titles. I was okay with it. I was mostly butthurt about the Street Profits losing the titles at anything. I wasn't really moved Thanks. too much about Dream. And Johnny Gargano can't hold a title longer than a takeover to save his life. So I wasn't really, really <laughs> shocked Ooh. by him losing, <laughs> losing it. I love Johnny, but let's be real. He He's, a, he's the Sasha of NXT. He can't hold a belt Damn. longer than a month. Oh. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being serious. It's not even being shady. I'm being serious. You don't know, hold belts for so long. Hey, let me let me ask you something about Undisputed Era real quick. Um, in case people don't know, um, I'm starting to get into NXT, but I don't watch it as much as I should. Um, have have people started the whole all oh, they like they do with every successful group? Oh, they need to break up Undisputed Era. When are they going to break up Undisputed Era? Oh, there's a crack in it. Have they started that crap yet? Or No. Oh, oh no. They set, they set no. Full Sail on fire. That happened. Literally. No, they, they, set... don't, they don't want Undisputed Era to break up. They want them to continue their title reign. Yeah. Literally I mean, how they're... They want yeah. Cole. They want Cole to stay champion. They Everybody wants Cole to stay champion. All those marks that you hear, they all want Cole as champion. Ooh, you have a guest. Um, they all want Cole as champion. They all want um, Fish and um, O'Reilly to keep that championship. The only person I ever heard that was like, that was like a split down the middle. Roderick Strong was the only one where people were kind of like wavering. Some people wanted to keep it. Some people wanted to drop it. But for the majority overall, most people either really, really hate Undisputed Era, but don't mind them having the titles. I mean, I just, because it always comes with every group, because after they start, like, after a while, people are just like, oh, when are they going to turn on each other? When are they going to turn on each other? Like, I don't always have to do that. Yeah, they don't, True. I don't necessarily, I feel like that's very cheap. Not not, not every group needs to, like, self-implode and, and self-destruct from the inside. And the way Undisputed Era is so built and how they tell the story of them, they are so like-minded right. as performers and as individuals. There's no, there's no, I mean, they had a small crack, but they were able to work through it, but their goal, mm-hmm. their, their goals are very centered at the same thing. So they're never going to deter for that. And they're like, it's basically like, okay, this is my dude. We have the same goals. We can achieve them. We might be able to achieve them separately, but it'll be better if we can all do this together. So that's basically the whole point okay. of Undisputed Era. Right. Yeah, and I'm together. I feel like they, they work together very well, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but so did The Shield. But it was just, 
they were overused. The shield was overused, which is why a lot of yeah. people got turned off from them. And I think Triple H understood that. And he was just like, okay, well, Undisputed Era needs a slow build to the top. And that's what he did. So I don't I don't care about them having the titles. In fact, I prefer Cole having the title. He make it fun for people to come after him to get it. It's fun to watch. So I don't have an issue with that. Yeah, but he's honestly the only one who can keep it for an extended period of time. Like, I would not be mad about it. True. But um, that was pretty much it for, oh, oh, I don't know how I forgot about old girl. So Lacey Lane and Mia Yim had their match, and it was okay. Mia Yim, of course, won. Um, They hugged each other after the match, and then Chelsea Green runs in and attacks both of them. With mm. her very, very, very dark Kim Kardashian tan. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was the only one who noticed that. Yeah, I, I was like, her. I was like, Chelsea looks very, very, very dark. I said, Chelsea looks darker than Mia Yim, and Mia Yim is half black. Something's going right. on. Someone needs yeah. to fix that. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I don't like, no, I, I've never liked her, even going back to the to her impact days. There was just something about her I just I just couldn't roll with. Yeah. I think she's okay as a person. I think her characters are, are off. I can't get I can't connect to her character wise, but I think she's she might be decent as a human being. But I don't know because you know apparently no one's a decent human being. Doesn't she have a new that manager, that one dude that like yes. to wear his pants above his ankles? Yes. That shit, so yeah. Robert Stone, which I'm a little I'm a little upset that he got on um got on TV before Michael Bevin because I love my uh, Malcolm Bevin. Shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Um. So I was a little I was like oh it's like how is he getting on TV before Malcolm? But I think they are around signed around the same time. I just never paid attention to Robert. But um, I really, I don't know, I kind of, I like how it's going because I, I like anybody who, instantly, I instantly like anybody who has a manager because I feel like that's the most underused thing in WWE and wrestling in general right now. I don't think mm-hmm. we have enough authority figures. True. And also, I like a male manager with a female talent as well. I like that. That's, that's different. Yeah. She's not gonna do that damn sh- thing as her gimmick, right? Because uh, I, I will, I will smack her. No. She did what it thing? briefly. She, she, she held the sh- finger up to her lips and went shh, and I was like, oh hell no, we ain't starting this shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why she does. She, I don't know why. She's been doing that for years. I, don't, I hopefully she doesn't continue on it. But oh, um, it's all right. <laughs> but yeah, what? Do you feel like they should have brought her up to the main roster? Because didn't she just beat Sarah Logan like a week ago on main event? No. Well, technically, NXT is main roster. It's still, it is on the same level as Raw and SmackDown. But do I think they should have brought her over to Raw? No. Yes and no. No, because... You, I think they use an NXT to let people get to know certain um, wrestlers, and then they will move them over when they start the draft. And I think this is how they'll get Chelsea Green to be known, and then she'll be drafted to Raw 
or SmackDown. More likely, it'll be Raw because Raw seriously needs the talent. I I actually want to see what Chelsea's capable of, and I think NXT is the perfect breeding ground for that, especially going up against girls like Mia and Lacey. I want to see what she can do. But I just feel like if they're trying to sell NXT as the main roster, then maybe they should bring a couple of people that they haven't really put that much on NXT and then bring them up to the main roster. I mean, of course, don't make them like superstars or, you know, anybody big, but, you know, have them, you know, kind of test out the waters and see how they uh, mix, you know, with the uh, talent on Raw and SmackDown because I feel like with NXT, like, not that many people well because it always seems like when people go to nxt they don't necessarily translate well on raw or smackdown it's because of how they're booked so when you when you look at it you're going to compare two different careers right (laughs) when you look at how ricochet was brought over he immediately was put in a position to be to be revered, I guess you could say. And because of Ricochet's style, he was immediately drawing eyes. So they're like, Ricochet's got to be out there. Ricochet's got to be out there. When you look at his counterpart, though, when Aleister Black came up, they didn't give him the same energy. At first they did when they first had them together. But then when they split them apart, you didn't see Aleister for months. You see what I'm saying? So it's all in how you're booked. Really, you have to be ready mentally, physically, and you have to be prepared. So if Chelsea, well, the Chelsea I saw when she was on Raw wrestling against um, Charlotte, she did fine going up against Charlotte. She was not as bad as Lacey Evans was when she wrestled Charlotte. And Lacey didn't have the same excuse as Chelsea. Like, Lacey was prepared because she had had previous matches with other main roster superstars, but she was going up against her and it was very clear that she needed help. They put her with Natalia and it was able to get she was able to get cleaned up. Now she goes out there and her matches are cleaner, she's sharper and she is she is where she's supposed to be. Chelsea mm-hmm. is okay, but Chelsea still needs time, which is where why NXT is like okay, even though we're all main roster, NXT kind of helps you figure out where what you can and can't do how you can streamline your character, how you can make it a little bit more polished so that when you're out there, it looks like you're ready, you feel like you're ready, and if they move you over, you won't have such a difficult time transitioning over. You see what I'm saying? So it's kind of like a pseudo-developmental league but still mainstream because it's on TV every week just like its counterparts. So we have to... We have to put it on the same playing field, but they introduce new stars slowly so we can kind of, you know, okay, we got this new girl. Let's see what she can do. And then probably when the draft comes up later on this year, you might see some of those very same superstars being pulled over. Or you might see somebody like Bianca or Io if they stay being moved over to the main roster, being moved over to Raw or SmackDown to give girls like Chelsea and Deanna and Lacey the opportunity to be in their shoes. It's it's kind of like a, a graduation. Like, when the old class is gone, here comes the new class. Right. 
Okay. Although I, I think Bianca should stay, and um get the championship first. But that's just me, cause I I feel like she deserved the championship just as much as EO does, and I wouldn't mind seeing Candice with the championship. I don't have a problem with that. As long as they make the robberies worthwhile, I don't have an issue with it. They kind of, like, keep, like, Bianca and EO there for, like, a long time. Because, like, the way the titles kind of work in NXT, people usually hold the title for a long time. And I feel like, you know, they don't have that many... Well, they do have a lot of titles because they have a a mid-card, the uh, main title, and then um, the women's title. (laughs) titles but usually their champions hold their championships for a long time where raw and smackdown it changes at a drop of a dime basically so multiple people can have the title true but well i don't know because johnny gargano dropped the title very quickly and he had the north american championship ended up dropping it ended up getting the um the nxt championship ended up dropping it Oh, so it, it depends. It depends on who has the title and what they're trying to do with it. Is they do hold it longer than most people on the main roster. True enough. Yeah. But it, it's But I, I was, I don't know, because I was kind of upset that they bypassed EO and Bianca and then went straight to Rhea Ripley to take the title off of Shayna. And I feel like Bianca and EO have proven themselves enough that one of them could have taken that title off. Yeah. And that kind of seemed like a, um, a slap in the face to, like, the girls who have been at NXT working hard, and then they bring Rhea in from the UK, and she wins her first match. And I'm just like, is this, is this building up to a, to a full-blown war again? Because... Yeah, I think <laughs> or I think it's like a little bit of a combination of these few things. One of them is Rhea was so hot coming out of Survivor Series, and also her dropping her UK championship quickly because you because she, yeah she might have been the first UK champion, but she did not hold that very long. She literally lost it. Her first takeover. Hmm. Huh. I thought she had it for quite some time. No, she did not. She literally, she literally won it. I think she defeated it. She defended it like maybe twice on TV. Had takeover, lost that takeover. It was a very Gargano esque thing. That's, that's I guess her new thing. That long. I thought she did have it for a long time. Mm-mm. I did too. Well, well, I haven't we, watched NXT like that, so Nicole would know she watched it religiously. I didn't really watch the UK version, but I thought like I I think their takeovers are like more spaced out, aren't they? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's why it seemed like she had it a long time. All right, y'all. Alexis, did you watch SmackDown? Okay. Um, well, was actually really good. Um, our boy the Usos came back, so I was very happy about that. Um, Yay, distinguished twins. Insert <laughs> clip art, clip art clap. <laughs> um, kind of mad that they got punked out their first night coming back from. Right. Um, that was so 
from King Caillou over there. Um, actually, it was real good. Um, John Morrison came Did back. you say, wait, wait a second, back up. You said King Caillou? <laughs> yeah, I did. You mean what? <laughs> She just glazed over it like she didn't. <laughs> I'm going to bed. I'm done. I'm, I'm signing out on the podcast for the rest of the night. <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay. Really good. Um, uh, you know, it was really entertaining. Uh, they, um, God, man, it, there's a lot that that's happened. Sorry. Um. So, you know, Sasha's doing that thing now where she's punked out Lacey because everyone was, like, hyped up that it was Lacey versus Sasha on Friday. Sasha bailed. Bailey goaded her. She whooped her ass. Fun times all around. (laughs) Yes. Um, I really like what they're doing with this Otis-Mandy storyline. Like, it's just, I don't, I'm not a sucker for sweetness, but this is just so damn cute and adorable. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he helped and he helped her win her match and it's he just did. like it was so he's cute. a dork and I'm just like it's just, I'm like please don't turn on him Mandy for the love of God if you do I will come through my TV and like whip, rip your weave out I will I, I will think do. it's gonna be more of a Sonya turning on Mandy situation Thanks. Thanks. yes could Mandy be a face yes I think she could be a yes. face She's a, she's yes, a, like work. she's a very likable person in real life. Yeah, we had the uh, long-awaited return of John Morrison. He came back. They brought him out first thing because they knew that's exactly what people were tuning in to see. Um, he really should have got more Thank fans. You. He really yeah. should have got fans. <laughs> Hopefully they'll they buy some him. more by the time he wrestles. I didn't give wrestled. him nothing. Like I'm like, where do we? Because we've been joking about it since they're like, oh, he's coming back. We're like, okay, he needs the Beyonce fans. He needs, you know, the pimp coat. He needs all that shit. Comes back the sunglasses with the rhinestone crosses on them. Like, bring that, bring that shit back. That is like what we want to see. Um, Kofi and uh, Miz had another match. Miz, uh, Miz won due to outside interference from Morrison. I think they're gonna do that. Let's see here. A lot of Brian, uh, Daniel Bryan tonight. He didn't really wrestle. It's just a bunch of back. Bray was talking about like history with Bray Wyatt, and it kept flashing to the fire. My fun house. Up to the end, SmackDown was a lot better than Raw because I don't understand why why they want to punk out the Usos on their first night back in like what five six months. And then they have Robert Roode come back, and I was like, wasn't he on suspension for um, <laughs> breaking the drug policy? Why is yeah. he yeah, back all of a sudden? 30 days. He only had 30 days. Yeah. So and also, he violate again, he gets the, get the 60, and then if again, he gets the 90, and then if he does it again. Termination. Yeah. Correct. Which, okay, um, this is going to, I'm sorry, Alexis, but I just have to say this because it, it bothers me about WWE's wellness policy. Matt Riddle, obviously. is high. Gets, yes. Like All his the time. Promo, his promo on NXT when they were talking about how did him and Pete become a tag team, I'm like, literally how many edibles did he take? 
before he <laughs> decided to show up on camera. No, I was the only. I thought I was the only one who thought this fool was high the whole time. No, like, he's he always I, is. Yeah, I'm surprised he, he doesn't high. wrestle high. Like he he was wasn't he on that like when they sit and watch the shows, wasn't he high then? Yes, he was high then. When they were talking to him about like they, I think they asked him about Goldberg once, and they were watching. I don't remember what paper it was a watch along. I don't know if it was like SummerSlam or something. We I think it was something like that. He was high. He he visibly he admitted it. He like we all know. We all know the WWE drug test thing is bullshit. Because I mean Roman Reigns got thirty days because of like a fucking. He didn't get the prescription in that he was on Adderall or some bullshit like that. You hear people like that. They're like, yeah, I got it. I'm not doing anything bad. It's that I'm on a doctor-prescribed controlled medication, and every time they call for a drug test, I have to turn it in. And unfortunately, they didn't get it in time, so I'm suspicious, which I think is bullshit. Right. I don't know. If it's like a minute after midnight, are you considered suspended? I, I guess. I mean, they, they, they cut, they, they, they put Primo out there as being one of the other people who um, failed the wellness policy. But in all actuality, he did not take the test because he didn't come back to the states to take the test. He stayed in Puerto Rico, so technically, he didn't fail anything. Right. It just puts a bad connotation because, like, you hear like yeah. they failed. This was a technicality. You think like yeah. they've been doing drugs, you know? That's why I was calling him Bobby Doobie in the video because it, <laughs> it was funny. It was funny and I couldn't help it. And they didn't say what he got popped positive for, but I found it very odd that they made sure to tell everybody that Roman got popped for Adderall. And they told us when Randy got popped for weed, but they did not disclose what um, Bobby Rue was popped for. I was like, hmm. Probably. I don't know. I don't know. But um, but SmackDown was actually really good. It was really fun to watch. Um, honestly, if you haven't watched it, go on Hulu. Go wherever you watch it on and watch it. It's it's real. It's, it was a really fun show. Um, on the other side of the coin, though, unfortunately, A E W. Dun dun dun! for this shit. Why do I put myself? Um, there was no, there's no saving it. This was absolute shit. Like I'm not even. I'm not even gonna like cut around it. It's just, I mean, okay, I can't. Okay, not shit because there were a lot of good matches. There was like Kitty Omega and Adam Page versus Private Party. Um, they're oh, trying to build up that whole Pac thing with him and Kenny because Kenny won't give Pac his rematch, so he's beating up on Michael Nakazawa every single freaking week. And I'm like, come on, Michael, like, dude, do something. Don't just be a bitch. Um, I'm sorry. Wait, what? Pause. Why what? are you beating up on another person to get a match with somebody else? Because Pac is a fucking idiot, that's why. <laughs> they are doing a best friend angle with this. 
Oh, that's his best friend. Okay, cool. Michael Nakazawa, Kenny Omega's BFF forever. And Pac is beating him up because he wants a rematch with Kenny, and Kenny won't give him one. So he's going to continue to let his best friend get beat down every single freaking week. Oh, well, that's yeah. a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you're, just, you're just a piece of shit. Like, did, yeah. Does he at least come out there to help him? He runs back there after his match, and then honestly, Heyman Page just kind of encapsulates everything that I go through after watching the show week after week. He just goes in the audience and starts drinking beers with the crowd. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> that is not a good sign, bro. That's, that's bad. That's bad. He's actually got a better storyline. Like, he's been really... I like what they're doing with Adam Page. Like, it's kind of... They're doing it without basically saying, oh, he's an alcoholic. But, like, he um he's basically trying to break away from the elite and be his own person because he's really tired of being like Adam Page of the elite or, you know, all this, that, and the other. And uh, he's, he's kind of like at a crossroads pretty much. Like he doesn't know what to do. So he's just been drinking. <laughs> like I've never related to a wrestler more than I have Adam Page right now. <laughs> Lord have mercy, Jesus. <laughs> uh, I mean, there were some really great matches. There was the Rhodes Brothers versus the Lucha Bros. That was really good. A lot of tag matches again on Dynamite. Um, Jurassic Express versus um, Best Friends and Orange Cassidy. That was really good. Then um, again, anytime I see Luchasaurus, it's a good night. But it's kind of like the same old crap all over again. We actually saw Rio actually showed up, did her job. Um, the match was actually really good, and then Brandy Rhodes' little coven bullshit that she's got going on, like, got interfered, and then some weird dude got out, and for some reason, Sheeta was sitting in the audience and she, with Britt Baker, and she, Sheeta ran in, and Sonny Kiss came out for some reason. I don't know. I'm, I'm happy. What? Yeah, it was it's a big old clusterfuck, dude. Like, it was just people coming in and out all everywhere, and I'm just like, what the fuck is big soul what came running? I'm like, what the fuck is going on? As I'm crying in my no, no, there isn't. There isn't no direction. I'm just I, I think what they're trying to do and that was a really good match too, um, with Chris Scatlinder and uh, Rio. Well, I'm just going to go back to what Britt Baker said a couple weeks ago. And you can love her or hate her, but the girl was spitting facts. She goes, why do I have a better win-loss record, a better win record than you? Why am I here more than you are? Why do I get, and I hate to say this, why do I see Britt Baker more on my TV than I actually do the AEW champion? Like, she came out, people were not cheering for her. Like, it was dead. I was just like, damn, you know what? No one really deserves that, dude. Like, I, I, I'd give her a pity clap if I was there. Damn. MJF um, just talking bullshit. DDP comes out. He talks shit to, like, I'm a huge DDP fan from back in the day. Uh, DDP comes out, basically out mics MJF. MJF makes a comment about his daughters. Uh, the Butcher, Bunny, and Blade Bull 
shit shows up, DDP. I like them for aesthetic purposes. Like, I want them to just, like, have, like, photo shoots and, like, look really cool, but I don't want to hear them speak (laughs) or or interact or anything. (laughs) Oh, my God. Diamond Cutter, two out of three of them. And then Allie stands there like she's trying to look all menacing while she looks like a rip-off Ariana Grande wannabe. And the whole time I'm sitting there screaming, just do it, just do it, just hit the bitch, hit her with the diamond cutter, that's all on <laughs> Sorry like, about that. It's more fun to watch, to like see my breakdown anguish on Twitter after <laughs> that goes on with AEW. Um, <laughs> AEW Dark was, was trash too. Oh, I, damn. Yeah, it, was, it was just not get your shit together. That's all I'm saying. And then, like, Arn Anderson now is, like, the, the, the mouthpiece for Cody Rhodes and all this bullshit, because MJF's still waiting to hear back. I'm gonna have to kink shame MJF, yo. There's no reason why a grown-ass man wants another grown-ass man to come out there in the ring, get all on, on all fours, and let him get whipped with a belt. Like, I'm gonna have to kink shame you, my dude. Oh, oh my god. Just, the mental the mental breakdown's coming back and I'm remembering all this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> the only good matches they had were the tag matches. And like I said, out of an hour show and three of the matches were tag matches, and I can't remember what happened in the women's match until, you know, freaking awesome Kong and the other bald bitch that's running with them now decides to come out. And they're like, and they're like, everybody else wants to come out. It's just like, what the fuck are you doing? This is why everyone's laughing at you. Like this exact right here is why people are not taking you seriously. And before now, I don't want to cut you off. I just want to say something because today I had a issue with someone with me posting about Kenny Omega um, deflecting questions about the women's division on Twitter. Now, mm. he basically opened up a Q&A and was like, hey, you guys, I'm only going to do this for 20 minutes. You guys can ask me what you want. He got a flood of questions. Some of them were like super dorky and stupid, but a lot of them really were decent questions. And he ignored a lot of the questions that was surrounding what are you guys doing with the um, you know, with the belt? What's going on with that? What's going on with the women's division? Why is the women's division lacking so much? Why are you always putting a lot of stuff on the dark matches? He kind of ignored them and only picked out the questions that he wanted to answer. And when I posted this, I got an issue where he, the, there's a fan who's like, why don't you guys just give AEW a shot? Like they haven't been in, um, they haven't been working for an entire year yet. You guys are, you know, kind of railroading them. You're not letting them have a moment. And the thing is, it's not about that because I honestly tried with AEW. And the problem I had with them was when the way that they came in to the fold, if they had to have some humility and just was like, we just want to present another alternative for wrestling. We ain't trying to be nobody but AEW. I would be all for it. I'd be like, do y'all. Y'all gonna have opportunity to get y'all shit off the ground. But that's not what you did. You came in very arrogant, and you boasted about having a better division for both the men, the tag team, and the women. And you promised 
to showcase all of that, including the marginalized aspect of wrestling, which is black female wrestlers, black wrestlers in, ten in period, and of course the LGBTQ community. And yet you have done none of what you've promised. Right. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I ask of AEW is to be all your authentic self and deliver on the promises that you have promised. And you haven't done that. You went the same route that every other company has gone. You pushed your men first, and then you tried to put the, the, to put the girls on the back burner. And when people start bringing in questions, you slowly want to bring them in. Because it's like, I'm like, well, Rio hasn't been there in a while. Nobody's seen her. You see Brandy more than you see Rio. That's a problem for me. She's your mm -hmm. champion. She should be there. You have, like, as much as I don't like, like, when Charlotte Flair was champion, she was there. When, who, when, you know, Becky, I don't know what they're doing with her, but she's at least, like, her presence can be felt when she's missed. You know, like, when she's, out, when she's not on Raw, you're just like, oh, damn, you know, she's not there. Um, when, I'll, no one really cares about Bailey right now, but, um, you know, at least, with Bailey, <laughs> at least with Bailey, she shows up and you see the title, you know, like it's there and it's just like, you know, as we've said before to any new listeners, we are equal opportunity shit talkers. Unless you are paying my bills, I am not kissing any promotions ass at all. I don't care. I'm not kissing I'm like, you don't kiss any wrestlers ass. We have our favorites, but we're not going to sit here and say, oh, you know, it's not, they don't have this or they don't have that. No. Unless, I don't know, because you know, they don't pay bills over here. No, until, right. until Rhodes comes to my house with a $3 billion check and says, hey, stop talking about AEW and say we're the best there is. I still may not even do it till after the check clears, to be honest with you. I'm going to take the money and still do it. As long as you don't make me sign an NDA, I'm going to say, fuck, I want to say, and I'm still going to take your money. What? Exactly. I don't care. <laughs> and technically, it probably will even want to be his money. It'd be Tony Khan's money because, you know, they're just running through it. Oh, I'll definitely well, take his money. Mm, or Tony, it, or like let's, let's be real. Tony Khan's Tony father's Khan's father. money. Right. Yeah. Right. I'll take it and act yeah. like I ain't hear nothing, didn't see nothing, didn't sign nothing. I put Daffy Duck on that paper before anything. <laughs> I said with AEW, they have to stop talking about the WWE. You know, like you were saying, Tiff, like, you know, say like, you know, they're not like any other wrestling promotion. They're doing their own thing. This is them and then this is us. But it just seems like with like people like Cody Rhodes and like Brandy they just seem bitter because of their own relationship with the WWE and what happened. Mm-hmm. Brandy don't have no reason to be bitter, to be honest with you, because you got to be someone of substance in order to be bitter. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Like that? Yeah. Keep it funky, keep it real. If you, if you coming in there and you're supposed to be a wrestler and your ass can't wrestle, you can't be bitter about being cut, bitch. You can't be bitter. If you could not wrestle and you didn't make it in your dream and you couldn't perform the craft according to task, like if you're at the bottom of the barrel, how the fuck you going to be bitter about being cut? No, get your shit together. You left. You got cut. Fine. They said, okay, well, we're going to make you a ring announcer. Great. Corey, Cor Cody left. You left with your husband. Cool. I'm all for that. But then you want to get in with your husband and y'all start this whole fucking company and you want to start acting 
like you was at the top of your game in the WWE. Bitch, what? what? No, you wasn't. I ain't seen that damn match. And I've been watching WWE my whole life. I ain't seen you wrestle not once. Now, if people was watching NXT, she wrestled in NXT or whatever. Okay. But I didn't see that whole wrestle ever. First time I saw her, she was doing the ring announcements. That yeah, was it. I don't think she had a match. I don't think she did. No. So you can't you can't complain and bitch when you're not a person of substance when you ain't got nothing to back it. Cause you're gonna get yourself blasted. What did we what did we what did I used to say when we first started this about AEW and like Brandy was rumored to be like the shining star of the women's division? It was like, yeah, you know, I wish I had a rich husband to to get me a uh, wrestling promotion if I didn't get my way. Ooh, oh, Jesus, oh, have shit. mercy on my soul. <laughs> hey, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, it's a lot of cat claws in this episode. Um, sorry, breaking. Speaking of AEW, um, I just got a word. Sorry. Um, Brian Cage has signed with AEW. <gasps> what? I don't know exactly what he signed, but he's officially going to AEW. Brian Cage is going to AEW. That's why they fucking squashed him tonight. That makes a lot more sense now. Oh wow! Oh shit! Yes, 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 yes. Breaking news. Fuck TNA, man. They had a great thing with Brian Cage, and they probably fucked him over too, man. That's why everyone's leaving. This seems like their best signing. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good pickup for AEW. I mean, TNA kind of. You want to be real? TNA is still at below AEW at this point. You know, um, TNA or Impact even comes on. Come on, Access. Access TV. You know, the, the channel Steve Harvey owns or work with. I still don't know. That's why, because Steve Harvey worked with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there's there's one more um cringy there here's the top to this to this cringy little cupcake. Oh shit. So I just got breaking news too. Okay. Ooh, Mark Stroll reportedly re-signs with Ring of Honor, becomes lead booker. I knew it. I oh, already yeah, knew I he was going to re-sign. Because they was offering him, like, WWE money to stay. Oh, because oh, wow. I want him in NWA. <laughs> no, he's still, oh! no, still going to be able to work with... They, he got a really good contract. He's still going to be able to work with NWA and um, New Japan. Yeah, NWA and Ring of Honor have some deal worked out because last night, Ring of Honor had um, some type of um, main main event, like pay-per-view, and Nick Aldi, is that how you say his name, or Aldis? Aldis. One of them? Aldis. Aldis Aldis was there. He showed up, attacked somebody, because I don't know who was in Ring of Honor right now. He attacked somebody and opened up his shirt and had NWA on the shirt and then ran out. And I was like, what the fuck is this? What is going that- on with this? Because I follow NWA um, Power on um, Instagram. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, what is going on? And I'm like, because I was on live when I saw it. And I was like, where the fuck is Nicole? I need her to tell me what is happening <laughs> here. She's the only one who knows. And she was MIA. And I was so mad. She was oh, she was ordering root beer. That's what happened. And she- yeah. That I never got. <laughs> well, here's, here's the, uh, 
here's the cringy cut topping on the cringe cupcake. This is like the shitty topping. So everyone's favorite drunk Uncle Jericho came out. Oh, jeez. SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> the, uh, he, and, you know, he's like, John Mox is going to join the the inner circle. And they were, like, offering him, like, this pimped out Mustang GT. And they find, he's like, this is the most expensive car in the world. I'm like, bitch, no, it ain't. Um, <laughs> you, know, you know, I'm not saying it's not a bad car, but shit. But, like, he's so cringy. Him and Sammy Guevara and, and Jack Swagger. I don't give a fuck what his name is. <laughs> he's Jack Swagger. I don't give a shit right now. <laughs> they come out. They celebrate. Mox comes out. He's like, oh, I'll join Inner Circle. And you think this would be just, like, a, a two-minute tops thing, you know? No. This shit goes on from 950 to 9.59. I am not fucking joking. Because it she looks counted. like... I counted! <laughs> oh my god. I want to know how many minutes you've been stealing. Um, oh my god. I promise, I'm usually not this mean. But <laughs> I've got a lot of fun. <laughs> like um, she, uh, so he comes out and it's so cringy because they're just, he's like, oh yeah, sure, I'll join Inner Circle. And he gets the keys of the car and all that bullshit. And it's just like them celebrating, playing their theme songs and like spraying champagne all over each other. Let me tell you this. I knew someone who got that Jericho champagne and Nicole hit it right on the fucking nose. It tastes like something you pick up at the fucking gas station. It looks like Andy. No! I looked at that bottle. It looks like that's why I don't understand when I looked at that bottle, I was like, I can name at least three off brand champagnes that look that have that similar bottle structure. So what like, do you do? Are... Just buy a case and, and switch out the labels? Uh, probably they label tried it? to so AEW tried to say that they had they got a contract with somebody and they got it specifically made to get no, so no. So I'm we're, I'm going to go on a small tangent and then we can move on. So in case you guys didn't know, to make champagne, you have to get a license and you have mm-hmm. to, and then you have to be certified and, and you have to be able to brew it for X amount of time. Long mm-hmm. story short, if you're familiar with Ryan Geist Bubbles, does anybody know what beer that is? Nope. So Ryan Geist Bubbles is essentially this rosé this rosé ale it's one of the best beers the best original beers to be made within the last i want to say 10 15 years it's that good but and it's infused with champ rosé champagne so but they end up getting in trouble because a lot of brewery breweries snitch on them you can't just make champagne at a brewery you have to have a specific like like a wine needs to be done at a winery, et cetera. You can't be, you can't just make champagne out of some bullshit place. Hmm. So and they had to doctor up the recipe and um, uh, like reword some stuff. So that's what I'm saying. I'm like, you can't just find. So that's why I said, I was like, they had to just contact someone. It's like, Hey, can we just get this distributed for X amount of time? Cause it was only a limited edition anyways. Not something that they still have on a store, but no, they got in contact with some distributor, wine, a wine or alcohol distributor, and they just repackaged it 
and relabeled some some champagne that they had that's gross and then sold it off to you dumbasses who spent 40 some dollars on an eight dollar bottle of champagne that <laughs> looked like shit it just looked like a, it looked like a cheap ass um bottle but, of champagne you could have just bought a label printed out the damn label and put it on there and said you had the bubbly a long time ago i used to work at a gas station i would work from 2 p.m to 10 p.m every saturday and when it was a bad night, you could tell because I'd buy my two cartons of cigarettes. I think <laughs> I would buy no- gas station nachos and nasty uh, ass champagne that we used to sell there because I would go home and mix it with shit. But he oh, said, God. that's what he said, because he, he used to work there with me. And that's what he told me. He's like, you remember that champagne you used to buy when you worked at racetrack? I was like, yeah, he goes, that's exactly what it would taste but what it tastes like he said it was the most he's like and the one from racetrack was actually really good but he said it was the most driest nastiest thing he had ever tasted in his entire life i don't think it was meant to be drunk i think it was just meant to be like a novelty item i don't think he's supposed to actually drink it i'm just saying i'm just saying i don't think they're giving it to tessa too many people have retained oh oh, shit uh, well, pretend, I guess. Everyone's retained so far, except every, literally every single person has retained. They can pull that. Uh, yeah. Minute though, just saying they've done that in WWE before. But anyway, so they have this cringy ass party. These grown ass men are shooting champagne on each other, and then at Except nine, Sammy Guevara, because he looks like a twelve year old. But whatever. Oh, I when, when Sammy Guevara comes on my TV, I swear to God, I have to change it because I feel like you know. FBI is going to be busting through my door. <laughs> I'm telling you, he looks like a kid. Like, okay, if you look at him, okay, him and MJF are, wait, he's older than MJF, but if you put him next to him, MJF looks older than Sammy Guevara. Like, Sammy Guevara looks like he just got out of high school. Yes. He looks Which like is a child. Good, yeah, but I mean, in when you really look at it, it's a good thing that he doesn't look his age, because He'll have a little bit more longevity in the business, but um, he he just he just looks odd and he's always half naked and I always feel weird. But like, why am I watching this child on TV naked? I don't like this. The you know, par- I'm not calling it paradigm shift. Dirty deeds to Jericho. No, Jericho gets a bottle bashed against his head, which came <laughs> you know nine minutes too late. But I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty happy about that. Because I was like, John Moxley just freaking sold out. Like, unfucking believable uh, Dirty Deeds, the Guevara. Dirty Deeds, the Jack Swagger. And I'm just like, okay. I didn't see so. all that shit off. It was like, the end of the show. So, I mean, they were, that's probably why they, end, they ended the show on it. But I'm like, okay, so can we stop just having 20-minute Chris Jericho promos that are taking me back to the Attitude Era when, you know, Triple H used to come out and run his mouth for 30 minutes and, like, actually have a match, because are you going to throw a temper tantrum like you did with, when the Scorpio Sky beat you and you, like, had the worst chair throw ever? Like, my five better than you? That chair, that was the same. It was so sad. I was like, you must have really been tired. Like, it, <laughs> it was so slow, and he couldn't lift it, and I was just Po child, it's Po child. <laughs> if you guys yes. ever want to see 
me slip into insanity. Follow us on Twitter, Down for the Count Podcast, and uh, you will slowly, on Wednesday night, you will slowly see my sanity chipping away. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We covered all the wrestling for this week. Um, Uh, Just real quick, if you guys, I'm not going to go into it, but I can probably speak for Nicole on this. If you're not watching MLW or NWA Power, they're on YouTube. Please go watch them. They are freaking amazing. And, like, NWA is just so much fun. And then uh, MLW is just, like, it's it's so fun. It's fun to watch that, too. And then they, I think they just had a show with, um, uh, like, this weekend or something because – Shout out to Jimmy Havoc for liking all my dumb tweets and to mark him my response. Tweets. Um, Y'all know Alexis is in love with Jimmy Havoc. She's in love with Jimmy Havoc. (laughs) I can't help it. Like, look, okay, he's my crush of the month. Can't help it. Yeah, Joe's her husband for the rest of her life, so. But um, he had a he had a match with Mace Warner. I think it was like a him and Mace Warner thing going at it, and that's like been one of the best feuds because you catch yourself going back watching old episodes of it to catch up on it, and uh, it, it's just fun. It's fun. And then like NW over at NWA, they have um, Wade ba- Wade Barrett. He's on commentary now over there, so it's oh, good. Oh to- really? Yeah, he's yeah. on commentary i love hearing his voice he plays like he's kind of like the heel commentator but he doesn't do it like as thick as Corey does. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay he's so, like a nigel he's like a nigel mcginnis um heel commentator like oh, he's okay. a heel but he doesn't discredit the baby faces talent right okay and then um who's another one that they have over there um fuck who the guy who did the um, Ms. Bodyguard stunt double bullshit. Damian uh, Sandow? Yeah, I can't mm-hmm. fucking stand him. But he's over there. He's over there now, too, and he just annoys me. I like Damian. I he, like his, him. This whole gimmick's dumb, but, like, you see, like, a lot of great new talent. You see, like, talent that's out now. Uh, Thunder Rosa, Cole Cabana, you know, just, just watch it. If you guys just need, like, an hour to I don't know why Scott Steiner is there now, but if you guys ever want to watch an hour of wrestling that you, like, well technically two hours of wrestling you actually won't regret watching the in the week, watch MLW and uh, NWA Power. Okay, and, I'll check it out. And NWA Power is on YouTube, and they come on right w- after each other too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can you can pull them up. They got all types of stuff. Also, you should really watch ICW on YouTube as well. Like, I just watched a match. Um, it was a couple months ago from them. It was Orange Cassidy versus Joey Janela, and fucking Janela comes out as Orange Cassidy. He dresses like him. He does like the same mannerisms and shit. Oh wow! And they have a lot of stuff with talent that you've seen before on ICW, like Kurt Angle and a bunch of other guys like Rhino and Look stuff. Look you know on ICW, Tiff. <laughs> <laughs> they have stuff up there, so if you're not familiar with it, 
you can kind of ease your way into it because you'll see somebody that you know. Plus, they they maybe watch Kaylee Ray and Viper, who is Piper Nevin in NXT UK. I was watching that. That match was so brutal. And they know I'm, like, really squeamish when it comes to, like, blood and shit, but... <laughs> After they made me fuck, they no Alexis and Nicole made me watch that Lucha Underground match, and I'm forever scarred by that What's shit. One? Okay, it was the the one with what was it Kill Shot and um, what is the other guy's name? No, we didn't make you watch the Kill Shot one. I sent you the um. Mariposa versus Sexy Star. Oh, That's yeah, that one was that. Yeah, that yeah. one was Yeah, it was that one. And then they had, like, they had a compilation of all of Lucha Underground's, like, most brutal matches. And that Sexy Star one was there. And then this Kill Shot one comes up, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I'm, I text them, and they're like, oh, you have to see this. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, there was chunks of skin. On the stretcher. <laughs> was that the one with uh, Pentagon Jr.? Kill shot in Pentagon? Because I think you, you were watching. Like they had like a I don't they had like a buried alive match. I don't remember no stretcher. Yeah, they oh. have they have like the last rights match, which was like their their casket matches, and they always came out with like the most dope ass caskets too. It was Kill Shot versus Dante Fox. Oh, oh, that was a good feud. That was I remember that feud. That they feud explained was, was the feud. I got it. I got that part. But what I didn't understand was like people are about to die and everybody's just standing there and I'm like, y'all don't see all this. This man's skin is laying on the street. I I kid you not. I I don't have to lie. Drake, look, it was a chunk of his back <laughs> on the stretcher. <laughs> She, I was freaking out, and I recorded it, and I put it up, I'm like, what the fuck is this? And they were like, that's Lucha Underground. I'm like, oh, hell no. Hell no, man. They was falling through glass. She was yelling at us. She was yelling at us for <laughs> I was like, why did y'all make me watch this? What is wrong with you? Nicole's just sitting there like... That's just the kind of wrestling I was raised on. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> what? Hey, what's up, everybody? I hope you guys are enjoying the episode so far. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms. We are only available on Twitter and Instagram. And for this special episode, don't forget to follow our special guest, AT2Real. And make sure you guys check out his podcast on Anchor called Talk the Real Deal. It's a really cool podcast. He talks about everything, always has multiple guests. And even yours truly, your girl Tiffany, has been a guest. So you guys make sure you check out his podcast. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms and follow our friend Dre too. And we'll see you guys back in the episode. I hope you guys are enjoying it. It's our first time back and we really, really were excited. So thank you so much for listening and let's get back to the episode. Girl, I was like, no, I like my PG-13 kitty pop. Give me some whole 
Like, give me whole... some whole chains and and I'm straight. I don't I don't want to see people die in front of me. I don't want to see that. I freaked out. I I couldn't do it. I was like, I'm not watching anymore. And then like now, cause I've watched it, YouTube keeps recommending the shit. <laughs> <laughs> so messed up like a whole it's bunch so of other shit that's been like 10 times worse right yeah yes like and then they do that, that stupid ass backyard wrestling those backyard wrestling channels they keep I don't, that I shit don't condone, I don't condone that shit I do not condone backyard wrestling it. at least when it's like yeah okay I like a little bit of bloodshed and you know in my fucking wrestling sometimes depending on the stipulation of the match but you know they have medical staff back there. Okay, not Ring of Honor, but they have some sort of, of medical staff there. They have an ambulance there ready to go just in case something does happen. They're, you know, the refs are trained on how to handle situations. I remember when uh, when the Lucha Brothers were in Impact, they had that barbed wire match with uh, OVE, which was really hard to fucking watch in certain parts. And at one point... Uh, LAX was uh, it, God, I can't remember which one, but one of the guys from LAX were tangled up and like all tangled up in barbed wire and the refs are bringing out like they're wearing the black gloves because there's blood all over the place and they have like fucking uh, wire cutters trying to cut the guy out while he's getting stomped on and they're like yelling at the other guy like fuck alone till we get him out because this is like scary this is dangerous so, I mean, like, at least with that, they have trained staff on standby. But these backyard fuckers, they, Daryl did that, and he got body slammed on a table that broke that they didn't know that there was a really big rock underneath it, and his back's been fucked up ever since. Oh, so, my God. Oh, shit. Before we move on from MLW and stuff, the other cool thing about MLW <laughs> that you guys should check out, um... They have um, Mark Adam Haggerty, and if you're not familiar with them, he is official. He is MLW's official ring announcer, and he's also the first openly gay person to be um, a ring announcer on a major wrestling. And he it was also the first openly gay person to ring announce for a pay per view as well. Oh, well, that's cool. How you do that shit, AEW? Right fucking there. Like, mm. like when mm. your person in that company is the is ref Audrey, you got a problem. Oh, if I know they they've been around for a while, but they they liked our our tweet when I mentioned them in it on Twitter. Um, if you guys, because I found that I just stumbled on this uh, looking at different matches. If you guys do miss Lucha Underground, there is a promotion called Riptide Wrestling. And the way it is shot and set up, it reminds me so much of Lucha Underground. And there's no commentators. So the mic is, is uh, mic'd up. So you can hear them like yelling insults at each other, doing this, the sound of the impact. It just reminded me so much of Lucha Underground. I even said that. I'm like, this reminds me so much of Lucha Underground. This makes my heart so happy. And uh, they have they have a really awesome three way. I should have told you guys, but it's a it's a three way table match with uh, Jimmy Havoc, Keith Lee, and Matt Riddle, and it's actually really good. So, oh. 
they, there's a botch during the match. I don't want to spoil it for you, but the way Keith Lee handles it is so fucking funny. I'm like, I, like I've watched it like three times already, and it's just so funny how they do it. I just, it gives me Lucha Underground vibes so much. Lucha Underground. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a one, one more thing, Tiff. Um, okay. We just want to um, send out our thoughts and love to the family of LaParca. He, um, not the LaParca from WCW, the LaParca from AAA. He mm-hmm. um, passed away. He passed away last night due to uh, complications from a fall he took in the ring and could never recover from it. He was 56 years old, and uh, we just want to send love to his family and their moment right now and um just to say that was a big loss to the lucha world he has some dope gear that makes me sad i love how he looks i love how old parker looks um but yeah unfortunately um one um at a pay-per-view and i remember that fall because i was one of the i haven't watched it i don't i don't watch triple a's on pay-per-views quite often because sometimes they're too much like sensory wise for me because mm-hmm. of the air horns and people screaming on commentary because no one can talk at a normal volume on commentary <laughs> for some reason. It's like a soccer game. <laughs> yeah, so it's um and I remember that fall and it was just like it, it was just very, very nasty. And they were surprised that honestly that he made it through the night. So he's a warrior and stuck it out as long as he could. But um again, like Alexa Lexi says, we Send our thoughts and prayers and positivity to his friends, family, co-workers, and everyone at AAA and anybody who's encountered him and knows him personally. Yeah. Agreed. So, we have a guest. And I don't want to be rude to the guest. So, he did introduce himself a little bit before, but I'm going to make you do it again just because he can. Okay? <laughs> so... <laughs> I would, you can ask anything you want to ask, any question you want, any topic you want to have. The floor is yours, dude. So have at it. Ooh, okay. Well, like in the beginning, I said this is AT2 uh, from the, uh, the host of Talk the Real Deal with AT2, my podcast, uh, which you can check out on all platforms, you know, self plug. Uh, <laughs> yeah, shameless. Shameless plug. But anyway, I had a question in regards to wrestlers from other promotions wrestling in other promotions. Like, for me, I remember the days of WWE and WCW. Like, WCW, those guys only worked for WCW, as well as WWE only worked in WWE. And I feel in order to build a brand or build a show, the wrestlers, like, for example, AEW, a lot of them still work in other promotions, uh, indie promotions. And I feel like, you know, in order to build your own brand, you know, maybe AEW should do, like, some live shows like the WWE does, you know, during the week to fill in those gaps between, um, you know, the uh, the show, um, the, mm-hmm. the TV tapings that's what i'm talking about i'm sorry the tv tapings and i feel like it gets kind of confusing because you see one wrestler on one show and then you'll see them on another 
And, you know, technically they are independent contractors and they should be able to work for any promotion. But I feel like the WWE way of having them like exclusive talent is better. What do you guys think? Hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let um, either Alexis or Nicole go first on that one. Nicole, you can go first on this one, since you always um, bond. I have a lot of feel. So, um, like, Alexis and I are more familiar with um, independent stuff, um, and also me, because, like, that's how I started watching wrestling. Like, I didn't, I wasn't very common, like, most people who, like, start watching, like, WWE and, like, or WCW or ECW, I saw an indie show when I was seven so that's how I was introduced so that's what I'm kind of more familiar with my mm-hmm. thing is so I agree and I disagree so I do think that wrestlers who work at a company should be exclusive for that company but they also should not be considered independent contractor contractor they should be employees Right. But if you still want to go upon the independent independent contractor, you could still have them mostly exclusive to that brand, but also let them be able to do shows outside of the norm. Like when like when they let um Jushin Liger wrestle one time at NXT or vice versa, like when there's like small pop-ups like that i do think yeah, that they I should be totally mutually ex- yeah much mutually exclusive but they should be able to venture out for especially matches just like that um and i think AEW's trying too hard to be hip because mm-hmm. that's how moxley got injured re re-aggravated his old injury with outbreaks amount of months and completely killed and that no offense but that completely killed the momentum any momentum him and kenny's match had so by the time they did have it yeah yeah it was good but i didn't care true right well alexis what do you think i think okay because like the i i'm kind of the opposite of nicole when i got into wrestling it was uh, um wwe w CW and um, caught the tail end of you know with that, a lot of what happens is some of these wrestlers like the ECW guys like if they would show up on different a lot of people didn't know about Brian Pillman he was when he was in WCW he signed with WWE great story on how that was done but that's for a different show and they <laughs> They had at one point some of these these companies had working relationships with each other. So WWE's like, okay, we want you, but your character that you have right now will not fit with us. But why don't you go back to your old stomping ground of ECW or go to ECW? We'll call Paul, and he'll sit you up and help you with the loose cannon thing that we want done. And that started probably one of the greatest moments of Brian Pillman's unfortunately very short career. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of guys worked like New Japan and WCW had like a really great working relationship. Uh, same with Triple A, and that's the one thing I will always give respect to uh, WCW for is that they did not 
they took the chance on bringing the Japanese wrestlers over. They took that chance of bringing the luchadors up from AAA before that was considered the cool thing to do. Like, you know, so I will, I will always respect WCW on that. I think, unfortunately, now that wrestling is so monopolized, especially with the WWE, mm-hmm. they are yeah. more, they are more driven by money. So they're not let, you know, they're not gonna let Sasha Banks, who brings them in ridiculous amount of money, be show up on another on another show. Have right. Roman Reigns show up on another show. They're not gonna. You know have- how huge that would be if Sasha Banks popped up at a stardom. Yeah. Yeah. Or like literally, the internet would shut down. Pretty or much. Or if you had, or what, or what do you have like Gorillas of Destiny pop up at, pop up and attack the Usos at a SmackDown. Dude, that would. Poor Tiff be having a damn hard attack. <laughs> Not my distinguished twins. <laughs> Not my twins. We got your twins and you got Tomatonga. You can't have all three. Yes, I can. And I got Roman, too. I'll take them all. They're mine. <laughs> I think now wrestling, like at least in the mainstream with WWE, they realize that okay to see people. And that's the same thing with um. NXT, I know NXT UK is different because they're over there and, you know, all that shit that happened with the British strong style side of the stuff. Like, over here in the States, they keep their guys because they know they bring them money. They're not dumb enough. They're not going to let people, like, yeah, they'll let people like Luke Harper or Sin Cara, you know, like, like ones people really don't care. But could you imagine that, like, say fucking Kofi shows up out of nowhere? on AEW. Like we didn't know his contract expired, nothing like that. He just shows up in AEW. Um there were the rumors that Randy Orton were was not gonna resign with the WWE. And everyone's like, oh what if he shows up at AEW? I'm like, no. They make too much money for the WWE. WWE will keep their asses there. Um now for WWE, this is what I'm just gonna say and y'all can take it with a great assault. They if you are working for them, these athletes need the same health care coverage that you give all your other employees in the back because i'm sorry i know i know you guys who you know my husband's very blue collar my dad grew up i grew up with my dad who's very blue collar job guy those jobs are not easy but these people are putting their bodies on the line every single night and i can't remember i think it was awesome kong who said it that um when she was in impact no when she was in wwe the women who did her makeup were making more than her. Wow. And Hell I was no. like, no, nah, that can't, no, nah, that can't be real. They don't I even know. do good enough makeup. How the fuck you gonna make more money than me and you got Bailey coming out there looking like she got raven claws on her face? I don't know. I'd be like, mad at a motherfucker. Uh-uh. So, yeah, but I, I think, like, especially because Story Broke, we talked about this late last year, that in California... They were the way they say about California, like every sports, like if you come through with sports, there has to be health insurance for the players or, or something like yes. that. We, we yes. about it. And I really, one of the reasons I don't like Hulk Hogan is because he kind of fucked that over. Cause back in the eighties, Billy Graham, say what you, what you will about him. Crazy ass grandpa. Um, <laughs> He was actually trying to get a wrestler's union going. 
so that way they could get paid more so that way they could get health benefits and if they didn't like the way they were being treated they could strike well hogan caught wind of it and being the little bitch that he is squeal to him on vince Oh, I didn't know this. This is crazy. Yes, he did. I remember that. I remember so, that because he, he was trying to be the, go, the golden boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's why uh, Billy Graham got shit on for a while. But I really think that if you're going to keep your wrestlers in one company and you need to have a union, you need to have some sort of... Because, you know, these guys are paying for their own health insurance. And if they get hurt, they're fucked. Like Xavier Woods is gonna be out, but he's got up, up, down, down to keep him to keep him occupied. But if right. Ember's gonna be out for a whole nother year, what the hell is she gonna do? How is she gonna be making money? She's sitting at home, and I mean, she's probably getting a paycheck, but that paycheck is probably going to pay for her damn medical bills. Um, mm-hmm. no, they pay for their medical bills. When they get injured in the in the company, they pay. I think they pay for it. Yeah, they pay for it. That's all right. why they all well, go to that same doctor. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't know how I feel about that. I, I think I'm kind of in between Alexis and Nicole here, because on one hand I see the logic behind it, because I feel like if you're a wrestler and you're working for WWE and you're not a part of any of the storylines they have going, they're not using you to get nobody over. They're not using you to um, be a part of the storyline in terms of a villain or a heel or a hero or whatever then I'd see nothing wrong with you possibly going over to NWA Power for a couple months. You know what I mean? Um, Especially if you're an independent contractor. Um, The problem is now, nowadays, back then, they didn't read the contracts. They were just excited to be a part of the company. And then the company used the fact that they they didn't read the contracts, and then they just was like, you work for us, but we don't have to take care of you. That's kind of the gist of what's going on here. A lot of people are like, we know what's going on. The younger kids are coming in, and you have to understand, the internet is an informative but miscommunicated misinformation highway. But in this this form, I'm so glad it exists because in the entertainment industry as a whole, you had a lot of that going on. And you think about the correlation of contracts and how they're able to utilize that to their advantage as a business is the very same thing that was happening in the music business. That's how a lot of people did not own their masters. They didn't own their music. So you can see somebody like, I don't know, um, Kenny Chesney singing um, a Jay-Z song just because the, the damn overall marketing, the overall company owns the song. So he can do whatever they want to do with it. It's the same thing with WWE. That's why some superstars leave WWE and don't have the rights to their name. Uh-huh. They can't they can't utilize their name because WWE owns it. That's why Cody's having such a hard time getting his father's name back. And that's his name. Like <laughs> that is yeah. his name and he can't own it. But that's his mm-hmm. father's fault. Unfortunately, it's his father's fault because he did not make sure that that was taken care of before he died. That's why you're supposed to, when you sign that contract, you have got to read it. Because if you Mm. become a star in the WWE, anything you've done in that company, like Sasha Banks got 
the legit boss. She's Sasha Banks. If she didn't make sure that her contract says she can walk away with everything she brought in there, including the rights to her character, Sasha Banks stays in the WWE. And they can sell as much merchandise under her name as they want because they own it. They own that intellectual property. On the other hand, I if I was WWE, I would work with other companies. So I could have access uh, not to everybody, them. Not everybody. No, not, not everybody. Not everybody. I wouldn't work with... No, I don't mean it like that. But I mean, I would work with other companies because I want to have access to their shit. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, they got access to mine. I want to be able to put on dream matches. Like, WrestleMania could be huge if Kenny Omega was still working with New Japan and they were like, well, we just want to get Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega's already out there. Okay, cool. We didn't have nothing going for Seth Rollins. And at the time, Seth Rollins was hot at WrestleMania last year. Okay. He didn't have to go up against Brock Lesnar. They could have did the situation with Brock Lesnar at Royal Rumble or Elimination Chamber. Some results. They could have built yeah. up that match with Kenny and Seth Rollins, and they could have had a, a thing going with New Japan. That, in turn, puts New Japan on the map in the United States for people who don't watch New Japan or don't know nothing about it. And it gets Kenny Omega back into the fold in mainstream form, okay? And it mm-hmm. also exposes WWE in New Japan. So it's, it's a working relationship. I could see it happening. But when you've got somebody like Vincent Kennedy McMahon, who's a shrewd, selfish businessman, and he is not trying to let nobody get a leg up on him, he becomes very, very nasty. He's always been that way. So I don't see, I don't see the harm in letting a superstar wrestle for another promotion when it is going to benefit both sides. But they have got to do it so that, one, superstars don't overdo it. That's what happened with Moxley. Because he wasn't wrestling for AEW, but he was going full force in New Japan. And he had a storyline going in AEW. And because of that, he ended up injuring himself. Somebody like that who's like one of your flagship superstars, they should not be allowed to go and wrestle in New Japan or anywhere under that, those type of, like, like going strong like that, no. I can understand why you would say, no, that's not happening. You know what I'm saying? Well, speaking of overdoing it, now the rumor is, next month, while in the middle of WrestleMania season, and before Elimination Chamber, they're going back to Saudi. Yeah, they, they, don't, they always go sometime in the winter, so I'm not surprised by that. Oh, <sighs> I thought they didn't announce, like, what... I knew it was supposed to be an international pay-per-view, but I heard they haven't announced where it was going to be yet. The rumor is they're going to Saudi in the middle of Elimination Chamber and um, Royal... I'm not Royal Rumble, I'm um, WrestleMania. That's the rumor. Usually they have a pay-per-view in between there anyway, but I'm kind of shocked that they it's decided to go to Saudi. Yeah, it's usually that, or they would switch it to, like, Great Balls of Fire... Or something like that. Yeah. But or I'm, I'm kind of I'm, I'm, yeah, surprised that they decided to go back so soon. And yeah, they should have waited a little bit. <laughs> they should wait because, I mean, we got, like, no shade, but this whole situation going on. And even though Iran and Saudi Arabia are different countries. That's still, but, you know, it's a little, it's a little it, too it's, close. Yeah. Right. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Like, you shouldn't be going over there. Nowhere near it. 
Afghanistan, Baghdad, none of that shit. Like, let them try to work out their shit first. You know, they still mad at the Americans. I don't know why they mad at us. Be mad at the motherfuckers who did it, which they did say. We not yeah. mad at the oh, you Americans. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we mad at we mad at the Trump administration. I was like, and we're cool. like we're like me too, sis. I was like, cool, cool, cool. I'm like, we we hear it. We understand. Cause I didn't do it. I was sitting here in my room watching TV. I didn't I didn't send that stuff away. I, I don't know. Did you guys see the TikTok that one guy did? Or it's like he's trying to be all serious and he's like, you know, I ran. They said today they don't have a. They don't have a problem with America, but they have a. They don't. They don't. They want us to hand over Trump, and he goes, "Motherfucker, I'll hand it to you. I will Amazon Prime that bitch to you, and be at your doorstep tomorrow." <laughs> I seen it. I seen it. Holy funny. shit, she won. <laughs> what? She won. She did. I knew no. it. I knew it. Oh what? my god. Everyone, no, everyone else retained. Yikes. Uh oh. Um, well, well, and then I saw, I got an alert from Sean Ross Sapp, too, that if neither her or um, Sammy were going to speak to media today, after the pay-per-view. Oh. Um, <laughs> I know it's not on the criteria, but... Um, Can we yeah. talk about it, or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, you got the Yeah, this is your, oh. yeah, this is your if floor. You if you want to talk it. about it... Let's go. Well, shit. Like, let me open it up then. All right. So, <laughs> recently, um, Tessa got into a little trouble. Um, she had put out a tweet. She said, um, hey, women, um, something about, like, uh, women should support each other or something like that. And then Chelsea Green from NXT was all like, oh, well, you bull, you know, basically said, you know, uh, she bullied her while she was um, in, in. Well, I don't know if it was in Impact, but I think it was it like was in the Impact. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and then um, Sienna, um, I think her name is like Allison K in real life. No, Allison Kane is her wrestling name. Sienna is her real name. Oh, mm-hmm. I look up backwards. Anyway, see, that's why y'all here to put me on the right track, make sure I say it right. But um, <laughs> she had mentioned that, you know, um, she spit in a, a black woman's face and called her the N-word. And she didn't yeah, want to say who was at first. And then um, I think the wrestler's name is um, La Rosa Negra. Yeah. Well, Tessa didn't actually apologize. She said, I'm not even going to address that situation or something to that effect, right? <laughs> Yeah, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. She basically ignored it like. Whatever, I'm not even going to address that. And I just thought. She denied it. She denied that she said it. She said that's not true. And I'm not even going to address it because it's not true. So, you know, other wrestlers chimed in and said, like, no, it is true. So, I felt like her, um, I mean, I know it's kind of embarrassing, especially, um, well, now we know that she won the title. Um, but a highlight of your career, like, 
this happened, like the story has came out. And I just feel like, you know, it's fast for impact because I feel like this situation overrides anything that has been done. Her whole title win, like people are going to be talking about the situation. Like it's one thing for her, you know, to come out and say like, you know, this happened, but you, you have to be a leader. And, you know, whoever has the world title at the time technically is the leader of the locker room. And so, I like, you know, does Impact and they want this person to represent them? Mm-hmm. How do you yep. guys feel about it? Um, you guys go first. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay mum for a little bit on this. I I had I did not know who Tessa was at first, and then these two goons that I do this podcast with kind of like was like, yeah, you need to you need to go watch some <laughs> you need to go watch some of her matches, you know. So I I did, and I was watching Wild Wrestling, and I was watching some Impact stuff, and I started to see that Impact was utilizing the intergender wrestling, and I was like, okay, this is new, this is different. I liked Tessa. I thought Tessa was different, and she was fun. You know, she had her ups and her downs, but I, I liked Tessa. And then this broke, and I'm just like, I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, I mean, you, I, I get if people make mistakes, and I, I totally understand that, but my problem with this is Tessa isn't owning up to the mistake and rectifying it, that did not happen, it's her see, and this is where discrepancy in the story comes into play for me it's like, Tessa says no, it never happened there's about five women on Twitter saying yes, it did happen, some of them are saying I was there, I witnessed it and La Rosa was the one who experienced it and was like yes, it happened, she never said that Tessa like rectified it or anything, so you got Tessa denying it, La Rosa saying yes it happened, and then you got Big Swole coming out saying that she did something to kind of help rectify the situation, to bring it to light, and then to kill it. You know, like we're gonna, you know, try to work this out because I don't want you to be hurt like that. But she didn't definitively say that her and Tessa sat down with La Rosa and they worked this out. That was not a definitive answer. It was very vague. So you still have open-ended questions like, well, what the hell happened? Did she talk to La Rosa? Because La Rosa's on Twitter like, yeah, she she spit in my face. She called me the N-word and all this other kind of stuff. But she never clarified that, okay, this happened. But Tessa did come back and apologize, and we talked this out. Now, after that, if that had have happened, I would have been like, you know what? If La Rosa is uh, accepting of her apology, then I'm going to accept it because she offended her. So I'm, I would have been like, okay, it is what it is. Then if she was, she's sitting there and she's like, you know what? We talked this out. She understands the, the, you know, the wrong in her ways. And if Tessa had came out and said, I understand that that word has a lot of pain behind it. And I'm sorry. I would have been fine with that, but that did not happen. She stayed on her box and was like, I didn't do this. So I'm not even going to address it. And then she disappeared. Twitter be damned. She didn't say nothing. She never responded to anything. So it gave. She turned off her. No, she like her Instagram. Everything went into lockdown. Like she turned off. She disabled comments. She was delete. Comments were getting deleted. I mean, she like 
whoever her PR team was, they were trying to do, like, severe, like, fucking damage control, like, as fast as they could. It was bad. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not opposed to forgiveness, and it's, like I said, it's not for me to forgive, but I can be understanding when you have sincerity, but I just feel like she just wrote it off and was like, this is bullshit, you know, I didn't do this, like, why would I, you know, and then you got people coming out, and they're not just one set of people, this is across the board, okay, we're talking NXT, MLW, all from other smaller indie promotions, Priscilla Kelly, I think her name is, all these other girls are coming out, and they're not, they're not all together, I can see if they was all from the same promotion. Then I could be like, you know what? This might be something. But and then I had told Nicole and I told Nicole and Alexis, I was like, well, this seems very it seemed very convenient that this would come out now. And Nicole reminded me, she was like, Well, Tiffany, sh- Tessa kind of brought this on herself because she posted the tweet. So when right. Chelsea and them came back and was like, Well, you're not very, you know, woman forward. You're not trying to keep us all together. You know, she kind of brought this to light herself. And I was like, you know what? You're right. You are 100% right. I tried. I was like, I tried to get the bitch out of the shit. But she did. (laughs) She did put herself out there. I'm like, I can't. I can't defend you. You on your own. Whatever. Whatever works for you, love. Yeah. Um. and I realized, you know, there wasn't a lot of women, like, supporting her, like, saying, like, oh, this is huge, you know, a big moment for women. You know, no matter what promotion you're in, like, somebody's going to say something, you know, positive about you, uh, you know, uh, potentially becoming the world champion, you know, not just a women's champion, like, the champion just in general, like, the head Poncho, the main person, you know, no matter what promotion, you think there'll be more women saying something. So to me, all this stuff is kind of true because it makes sense why a lot of them aren't saying anything. So funny mm. that you said that. So there's someone on Twitter. His name is Seahawk, C-E-E, um, H-W-K. Um, and he put out this tweet yesterday and he said, And I, again, I didn't think about this until he mentioned it. He said, think about how many women wrestlers you follow or, you know, that have Twitter accounts. How many of Mm -hmm. them have said a single thing hyping up Tessa's title shot tomorrow? Now think about Mm -hmm. how many women wrestler, uh, how many wrestlers of color were hyping up Kofi's run to WrestleMania. Yeah. Mm. And um, and honestly, I'm not even going to put just wrestlers of color. This is everybody was hyping up Kofi. And then I really yes, sat there were. and thought about it. And I was like, wow. Yes. I, that's not something that I, that completely slipped my mind. Like, literally, the only people that I've, I think I maybe seen something was, like, somebody from Impact. Like, I don't, I don't want to mention her on her podcast because I don't give this girl any clout. But I think maybe someone like a like a Kira Hogan or what, like someone lame like her. Um, oh Lord! Oh, oh oh oh! After Nicole, okay. After Alexis gives her thoughts on it, we we go we got to slide in the Kira, okay? Because oh, um, talk about that too. Both got, yeah. both got up yesterday. She got oh. so um, and then also my thing is um. 
because if you you break it down, racism, racism is a learned behavior. No one is born racist. Everyone, right. that's something that people sure. should realize. No one is born racist. That's something you are learned and you're taught. So if you actually want to change, it is something that you can unteach yourself. So Agreed. on that, you can't unteach being a horrible human being. No. You're, no you're just... And this is the thing, like, I we've heard, and there's been rumblings about Tessa, uh, rumors about Tessa being hard to work with, being unpleasant, being not so great. The locker room been swirling for years, but it hasn't been anything. But it's kind, I don't want to say it was swept under a rug, but it wasn't really, like, brought too much attention wasn't brought to it. It's It was something that was known. It was, like, it was basically like an open secret, if you want to say. So something that was known but wasn't discussed often. But once this came about and all these people started throwing more eggs and more eggs and more eggs in the basket, and it's like, okay, so yeah, I heard this. And then you're like, wow, it must have been really bad. And it's mm-hmm. like, and it's a difference between being young and being an asshole or just being like an asshole. And my thing is, it doesn't seem like she's learned from her stakes or wants to learn. I think oh. she's freaked out. Mm. She should be. She, she should be. She should be worried. Um, because yeah. this, regardless of her currently being world champion and making history, and congratulations on her for doing that. And I wish I could be more happier for her because I loved her as a I still love her as a wrestler. I just think she's just an awful human being, and I can't support her anymore until she owns up to her shit and becomes an adult but um but what i was saying is is that everything you do that comes in a dark that everything you do in a dark comes to the light and people were saying well and then like people like moose and other individuals like well it's funny how this is coming up the day before she's supposed to be having Moose. I was like, it is funny. It is funny because <laughs> none of this was. Yeah, Moose. Moose is terrible. He needs to worry about how he still has a restraining order against his ex wife because he pushed her down the stairs. Um. Ooh, besides, no. so, <laughs> so besides that, um, and I yeah. was, we were all talking in our group chat last night. I was like, this is some literally some like biblical levels of karma. Because if yes. she never, ever, ever would have, if she didn't send that tweet, none of this would have came. I think eventually it would have, because like I said, everything that's do- done in the dark will come to light, but it wouldn't have been this awful on something. True. So she literally, and like I said, I said she literally blocked her own blessing. Because if she was, even if she did all of this terrible stuff, which she, you know, she probably did. And, but if she owned up to it and be like, hey, sorry, like, I, I was terrible, and I owned up to, own, like, and I own up to, and this could have been a sweeter reward. But I can guarantee you, this doesn't feel as good as it should have been. Her winning this championship, right. and yeah, that's I what agree. I said. I said that is some. I, I said that is some God, Jesus level of karma that reaped. And then I was, and then I was like, it has. I said she had to be honestly worse than this. Of what more of what we actually know as a public, like I said, for it to come literally the day, and it was and it was like 
not even just the day. It was like the day they it was shortly before they had a media scrum. So and she brought it, it on herself. Yeah, right. and, that's a, and it's just it's just crazy how the world works and that shows. And um, I I don't know if I saw this on in a tweet, but or I was like listening to like a podcast or someone said this. And they said, be careful about how you treat people on your way up. True. Because we'll depending on how down. you treat. Yeah, because so you don't know what you're going to meet when you're on your way down. And that's exactly what's happening to her. So, mm-hmm. she, yes, yeah, she is. Congratulations to her for being champion. But I can guarantee you it's not, she's, it's not something that is fulfilling as it should or could be. But my thing is, like, I don't even think she cares because I feel like if she did, she would immediately apologize or try to defend herself instead of just deflecting. But she basically. I think so. My thing is, I don't think she's young. I think we're all forgetting her. Tess is only 24. So I think it's more her nativity of her thinking, if I ignore this, it will go away. And I think her dad isn't really coaching her properly like no you need to address this because back in the day you could do all sorts of stuff and not and just ignore it and eventually goes away but the media wasn't as present prevalent there wasn't social many and there wasn't the internet so you could kind of get away with that at the time being but eventually it would like it would reap his reap his head and i don't think she's getting coached well enough to be like because i know if i was a part of her team I was like, I don't care what you're doing. Stop what you're doing right now. And where you're going to make a statement. Like, I probably <laughs> still wouldn't have had her talk to media, and I probably still wouldn't have her talk to media today. But I would tell her, I'd be like, I don't know, say, like, this is, you need to, you need to talk to some people. And I don't know, like, donate whatever bonus you got for one at the NWCP or some shit. I don't know. And then move, move on. <laughs> well, Alexis, you didn't get to say your piece. Everybody has said theirs, so I want to well, hear what you have to say. You want my honest 100% realness? Well, no. we wouldn't ask for anything else, love. We, we yeah. want the truth. She Kristen Wad herself. Oh, oh God damn. Ooh. Jesus. Damn. Oh. Okay, she... wait, 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 wait a minute, Alexis. We might want to pull it back just, just a little bit. Really? Yesterday, I was really mad because I really dug Tessa Blanchard, and like you, you guys know me. Any any woman who is holding down a division, who like I don't just seeing seeing the women prosper now, and like the fact that we actually saw a woman go for a main title, that is just crazy. And sorry, I'm getting emotional about fucking wrestling again. Um. No, it's all right. Nicole yeah, cries all the I time. I cry about wrestling. Yeah, she cries all the time. But, you know, this, this should have been a big deal. <laughs> been, all three of us so, should have been okay. up, up and I, down. I cry all the time. <laughs> <laughs> up and screaming, jumping up and down, celebrating, you know, because this is like a big moment. But now it just feels flat and... Honestly, like, I grew up around people who acted like that, and just that behavior is disgusting, and I don't care if you're 24 years old and, oh, she's young, she don't know, no, 
when you're 24 years old, you know better not to spit on someone and call them that word. I don't give a fuck right. who you are. Unless you've been right. living on a rock for the last 50,000 years, okay. But you are an adult. You handle your shit. You apologize. You do whatever you want. But you know what? I'm going to quote Tirza and we can move on. God does not like ugly. That's all I'm saying. Right. I God love it. I, I, I stole it from her mm. and I, I speak the truth. I We should have been celebrating right now and now we're all sitting here going, meh. Because she couldn't keep her damn mouth shut for 24 hours. And, you know, last night it came out from a, a women's wrestler um, from WOW, Nicole sent this, that they're telling their female talent, don't comment on anything. Don't say anything. They pretty much have a gag order on all their women talent. Well, that's Jeannie um, Bush, you know, trying um, to save face. But Tessa doesn't wrestle. I mean, she dropped the title to the Beast last season on Wild Wrestling. Yeah, but still, I don't come, you know, she was doing Randy Orton levels of harassment in the locker room. So, I um, saw some people who used to wrestle for Wild Wrestling say that she was she was a nightmare. What was that one? What was that one clip that Katrina sent? It was like her. It was Tessa and another girl. It was in Deanna Perazzo, and I don't know who else. But she is just the way she approached her. That, that way was, you can mm-hmm. tell it was awesome. Something was wrong. That was a fight. Cause she appro- she approached her weird, and I was like, I think she's bad, bad. And she just slapped her. Mm-hmm. Like she, it wasn't even like a shoot slap or anything. Like she, like she slapped her. I was, oh, they fighting. And the way, yeah, she got up and pulled her. And then they remember that. they had a um, they had a wrestling, wrestling match. <laughs> you know, you know what this kind of reminds? Yeah, because I watched that and um, fucking, I'm like, this is a legit fight. They're actually hitting each other. There's no wrestling here. Mm-hmm. Um, this mm-hmm. is like. Basically, sexy star version 2.0. She had. Or. Sorry to cut you off because that reminded me. So, Allison K. In a thread earlier, talked about why she why she said what she said, and or brought to light. And one of the things that she said, and that was just like to real killer. And she was like, it's up to Tessa. She basically basically said it's up to Tessa about how she's going to go down in history because she will regardless but either she's going to go down in history as a a great wrestler and a good individual or she's going to be the next moolah oh and I was like yikes that is not something you want to be right so are we able to forgive her if she does make a statement or makes a change for me I can't forgive her. It's not only just the N-word part. It's not that. Trust me. If, if she spit in the girl's face and called her the N-word, that means she had, like, it wasn't a slip of the tongue. Like, there's some real hatred against, I don't know if it's just against black people in general or just black women, but it's some real hatred if you spit on somebody and call them the N-word. I don't know um, how La Rosa was able to keep herself together. I don't care about potentially getting um, blackballed or nothing. I would have stabbed her. They would have had to cancel facts. the whole. They would have had to cancel the whole show because. Right. What I heard, she punched she, her. It wouldn't have turned out good. Her. 
No, I would have looked for a knife. That's over. She's been dead fucking with me. I don't don't, don't do spitting. Like, I'll do a lot of things. You can call me a lot of names. But once you put your hands on me, and especially if you fucking spit on me, I'm going to beat the dog shit out of you. Period. That shit is nasty. Where I come from, you spit on somebody, that's all open, that's open challenge. Like, you, okay, you just fucking spit on me, I'm gonna knock your fucking teeth out. Right. Can I, can I forgive her? Forgiveness is, is a weird term here. Because I'm not the one who got spit on. La Rosa did. Mm-hmm. So, I guess, I guess the question would more so for me would be, can I accept Tessa? And accept her apology to La Rosa and accept that she has changed. Possibly. It depends. Because the person has to show that they have changed. And you have to be able to see that. All we see in Tessa is pictures on Instagram and her character in Impact. So, for me personally, I I don't have no personal stake when it comes to Tessa. What I want is if Tessa did this, then she needs to make amends with LaRosa. If LaRosa come out and say Tessa has contacted me and she apologized to me and we have decided to work this out and um, try to, you know, change this narrative and she's going to change her narrative and she's going to learn and all this other kind of stuff. If she says something like that and Tessa comes out and says a statement at least gives some somebody some clarity here then I can I can learn to tolerate her in that regard and I can still be like respectful but if she's just gonna pretend like she didn't do this and then walk around with the impact title then ball chinny and gets what she gets oh shit period ah, not on the hairs but my chinny chin chin <laughs> I'm just saying can I'm you just have saying it's, it's... can okay. you have her on a chin if you're chinless? Mm. Well, she's not chinless. She got everybody's chin. <laughs> she got everybody. I, she got yours, mine's, everybody's. She can have mine. Mine's, I don't like my chin. But um, I don't think I'd ever be able to forgive her. Um, I know that sounds really fucked up, but like you could have done so much damage control in the past 24 hours, but your ass, your, your ass started this. You had it coming. And last night I was, I was talking to these two and I couldn't figure out for like the longest time why, you know, people were like afraid to speak out against her and blah, blah, blah. And then the more I thought about it, I was just, and the more that came out, I'm like, wow, she's really like a really, really awful person. Like I'm a bitch. I will flat out say it. I'm an, I'm nice, but I can be a bitch. Sometimes I can be nice sometimes, but you know, <laughs> when my side comes out, and I, you know, I'm not saying I'm an angel, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I can honestly swear on my grandmother's grave, the 34 years of existence that I've had walking on this planet, I have never spat on somebody and I have never used that word in my life. So, am I a little bit better than Tessa Blanchard? Yes, I am. Yeah. So, until she comes out. With apology. I don't want some YouTuber apology bullshit. I want her to come out and say, I am sorry for my behavior. I'm sorry for letting my fans down, blah, blah, blah. Then maybe so. But until then, she's got the Will Osprey treatment from me. Uh, She don't exist in my book. And if I see her on on anything, I will not watch it. Which sucks. I'll take take the uh, YouTube apology. 
But see, the difference between YouTubers doing it and somebody being sincere and real is you can tell when somebody's being sincere and real, unless they're very good actors. So if she gets on video and does a video on Instagram and was like, I was a piece of shit. And I was trying to, I was only doing what I thought was best for me. I was angry. I said what I said to be as cruel and disrespectful to her as possible. And it was 100% wrong. And she got out and said all of that. And La Rosa was like, okay, we're going to, I'm going to try to, you know, rectify. She's like, I'm going to try to rectify this with Rosa. And she tries as hard as she can to rectify this with Rosa. I can respect that. I can be like, okay, well, you tried. But you, nah, you was like, I'm going to get my championship belt and fuck y'all. I'm like, okay, Ball Jenny, and do you? Yeah. Just know. Since we know that she won, that's why she ain't trying to apologize. Like, shit, I'm still getting my title. Why apologize? I but see, that's the thing. It's not, like Alexis and Nicole said, it could have been monumentous. But now it is completely overshadowed by what happened yesterday. And that is sad because you cost yourself your own success, all this work, all this stepping on people you did, all the shit you did to these other girls, and you killed the one moment that you had to be great. You killed it. And my thing is, um, I'm a very business-minded person. I'm a very, you got to do what you got to do to get ahead, but I don't necessarily, I don't believe in fucking people over. But yes, do I believe in being vicious and being assertive and doing what you got to do, but you don't have to do that at the cost of others per se. And I've always been successful enough that I never had to, so I don't understand why other people can't do that as well. Agreed. Next time on Down for the Count, we're going to finish up the conversation regarding Kira Hogan and a friend of ours getting into it over the Tessa Blanchard incident. We're also going to move on and go into CM Punk and his issues with The Miz and his really problematic overreaction to The Miz's slight dig and joke on WWE's backstage. We're going to cover that and more on the next episode of Down for the Count. Thank you so much for listening and to our special guest, Dre, a.k.a. A. Too real. We appreciate you for coming on the show and we wouldn't mind having you back, bro. Thank you so much and we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>